Hey, good evening and welcome in. Gabe DeArmond here, publisher of Power Mizzou. This is State of the Tigers, brought to you by James Carlton State Farm Insurance. We will run James's information across the bottom of the screen throughout this show. If you are joining us live on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, do all those things. Get in touch with James Carlton at carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800 is James's number. He wants to talk to you about insurance. He wants to talk to you about Mizzou NIL. He might want to talk to you about other things. Look, I, I'm going to address this right off the start. Yes, Jackson State just beat Missouri in basketball. It was 73-72. Jackson State finished on an 8-1 run. It is the lowest-ranked Ken Palm team that has beaten Missouri since they started keeping track of that back in 1999. It is a brutal loss. I watched about the last seven minutes. Drew King is at the arena. He is covering the game for us. Uh, we've been doing football stuff. We'll bring Gerard Hamilton in. Um Gerard went to bed about six o'clock this morning. I uh, got a little more sleep than that, but um, we've been we've been doing football stuff. This is a football show, so whatever you guys want to do in the comments, talk about cool. But we're not going to spend the next thirty five minutes breaking down Missouri basketball because this is a football show and this is this is what we planned. Drew will have coverage of the basketball game on uh, on the site. He's in post game right now talking to Dennis Gates and players. So we'll get there. So, uh, Gerard, uh, no pressure, man. Lift everybody's spirits. They're feeling bad right now, I think. Dang, I need to lift my own spirits. <laughs> I need to lift my own spirits. Yeah, it was a it was a late night. But, you know, the last thing I was thinking about before I, I went to sleep was glad all this all this crap was for a win. I'll tell you that. I'm glad they, yep. they won. And, um, you know, and I was thinking about when the rankings come out, uh, What's today? Sunday? When they come out on Tuesday, yeah. like I know every win, especially games like this, is supposed to be a dominant win. But I wonder how much of that matters to voters. I wonder if they they use context like, you know, maybe you don't think they do. It, I, I I just don't think it's going to change the rankings. Well, yeah, I'm just saying more so of like a like every it's it's really hard to destroy every opponent. Even Georgia doesn't destroy right. every single opponent. Right. And. How much does it say about all right, Missouri? They look there's some times where they look bad, but they still pulled out the win versus the same team who beat Tennessee, which the rankings were they were just 13th, you know, a week ago. So I wonder how much of that stuff, you know, plays a plays a difference. Yeah, I mean Louisville beat Miami by seven. You know, Missouri but one by two on the last play. They won. Um at this point, that's really all that matters. Cause I think the problem with the human polls and all these things and, and really the way people react to them, I think is there's so much recency bias. It's just, well, this team lost, so we're going to drop them six spots or whatever. Well, not that, that, you know, just because of when, like if you go 12 and one, if you lose your first game of the season, you're going to almost certainly be ranked higher than a 12 and one team that lost like it's 10th game of the season. Because it's so much about when you lose, and it shouldn't be when you lose. It should be who you lose to, and and what your whole season is. Right. Um, I, I'm I've never been a fan of the. I wish there was a better way for the polls to come out. I don't know how you do it, but I don't know. There's too many. There's too many factors that can change anything, really. Right, and and the polls are. I mean, the funny thing is, we still do these the coaches' polls and the AP polls. They don't matter at all. Oh yeah, they they stop matter. What, what week does the poll the CFP start? So three weeks ago was that week eight, some week nine, eight or nine weeks in, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and and even these 
even these college football playoff rankings along the way, like they don't really mean anything right now. You know, they're for entertainment. They mean a little bit. Well, yeah, bit, yeah. I was about to say, they're yeah. mostly for entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, Jeff uh, Lever or Lever, not sure. Appreciate the uh, shout out, man. He wants your barber and he wants to know if Theo Weiss will return. So, you address those in either, either order you would like. Okay. My barber. Uh, his name is Johnny at uh, Forever Faded. That's, that's my guy in Columbia. Um, will Weiss return? He has the option to. I mean, he's got one more year of eligibility left. Um, he's got six touchdowns in the season. He's having he's having a pretty good season, but I think probably stays. Um, I, I do you think I, you think he goes? I think it's I think it's partly about what he hears from the NFL, but I yeah. think anything like I, I think it's not. I, the I don't think he'll come back. I, I think he'll leave. You think he'll leave? Okay. So I had, I think sometimes, like, I think sometimes guys are just ready to go take their shot. You know, that is that is true. He might just be ready to go take his shot. That is true, but I don't know the success they're having, the success success he's having this year. Maybe he thinks one more year of being in this, then you know that can boost the stock. Because I mean, where do you see him going if he's yeah. Where do you see him going? Well, I'm not sure he's drafted, honestly, um, from what I've heard. And, and this yeah. is what I've heard from draft people. And look, if he's, But the other thing is, if he's not drafted now, is he going to be drafted in a year? Maybe but my thing is, what, what what does it hurt to stay another year and at least think you can boost it as right. opposed to go and now you're stuck doing it? And, and that's where NIL stuff comes in, obviously, right? If, if yeah. Missouri can make it worth him stay i mean they would have to it's not just going to be because because the other thing is you know hey when you're 23 years old you still have to go to class and pretend it matters even if it doesn't really matter um you know you're still you're still kind of you're every year you're a year older than than the people you're hanging around and stuff so some kids are just ready to go and i'm not saying oh, theo sure. necessarily is leaving but sometimes it's just like, hey, it's time to go, and it's not necessarily about the money or about when I get drafted or, or all that. Um, but but I thought the the best sign, and you know, Daniel saying, who knew Weiss had that speed? We we said the same thing on that play. We said I've never seen him run like that. Yeah. Um, but I th I thought the biggest thing about that game was, yeah, Luther had the big game, but Theo had a huge play. And Mookie Cooper had a huge play. Absolutely. And Ty Miller had a huge play. Like, yeah. the, you can't just say, we're going to take away Luther. And and if we do that, it doesn't work. Right. And Brett Norfleet, by the way. Yeah, I was about to go. Brett Norfleet. I, I wrote, that's the, that's the, probably the best game by a tight end since probably 2021. And that's not even being hyperbolic. That's, that's probably the truth. I didn't look. I just knew. Like, I don't remember – them last year, but considering he had three for 43 and all of last year they had 10 for 102, I was just like, it's probably, probably one of the better games. Um, but you're right. Theo, at least even though he only got one reception, made the most of it. Um, Mookie Cooper, that clutch play, that play we were saying in the press box, like, no, you need to kick the field goal with 13, yeah, seconds, I kick it. With 13 seconds left. Um, you know, huge play. Cody Schrader, I mean, obviously he's – He's the president of Missouri, but you know, still put it in, still put it in work with, with a buck fifty-two. Um, 
and Har- Harrison Meavis. I know. Yeah. I feel like it, when he plays well, it's convenient to be like he's always a star kicker and stuff like that. But when he's having struggles, it's just it don't seem the same. It's odds. Oh, there Blake Craig, or do we have to keep Meavis? It's all of that. Um, he's still a really good kicker, um, but his role, like as far as like maybe a star level. Maybe just came down a little bit because of some of the issues, but he can, he's capable of making any kick, and he stepped up when they needed him to, especially considering they couldn't get a touchdown almost basically in the red zone to save their lives. Right, right, yeah. So, so look, I, I feel like last night and today, today we talked about, we wrote about a lot of the, the good stuff and the positives, and it, it, we should. I mean, they won a game. They're 9-2, and two, all that. But – Let's. I, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the some of the issues. So beyond they didn't have Tyron Hopper. What happened to the defense last night? Well, like Drink said, they weren't doing their run fits. I remember pointing out to you the odd front stuff. I want to say it was like the second quarter or maybe the end of the first or something like that. But I started peeping like, okay, this is what they're doing on third downs. Um, I feel like the first time they ran like they had a three-man front. I think they they pressured with with four. Like it looked like it was gonna be five, and then it was maybe four or something like that. And then the next two times I seen them had three-man rush, and they had a QB spy a couple times. And every time they started doing that, Florida started eating them up. And then I and I said I remember saying after halftime, it seems like they're not doing that anymore. And Drink addressed that and was like, basically they're just getting gashed. And Florida had. 261 or 262 rushing yards. I mean, they can do anything they want. And then obviously what goes with run defense is tackling. It said they PFF said they missed seven tackles. Seemed like a lot more than that. It me. seemed like way more. I mean, they missed two on the play where Graham Mertz broke his collarbone. So that's that's exactly what I thought. I was just like, there's no way um that, that was the case. Also in coverage. Um, I know you said linebackers, and I'm I instantly think run defense, but I already feel like with Chad Bailey and Tyron Hopper, they're not great in coverage. But yesterday, Chuck Hicks getting picked on badly. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know, Drinkwood said after the game, like, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not singling him out. I'm not saying Tristan played bad, but he, I mean, he played a, th- he had something like 104 snaps coming in. He played 67 yesterday. You know, yeah. so like he's never been out there that long. And again. We talked about this last night. What a lot of people fail to realize is the level of athlete that Florida still has. Like, look, I don't know how they're five and six. Like, they should be better than that. But they've got guys. There's no question. Speed. Speed is crazy. Uh, Eugene Wilson, he's probably the fastest guy I've seen this season. That guy can move. That guy can oh, move. Yeah. Trevor, ETN, Trevor Etienne, really impressed with, like, his ball vision and his speed. There was a couple plays where – like he looked like he ran straight into like the trenches, and you're like, well, somebody's bound to gobble. Well, even if he just trips over a lineman, someone's bound, and he just like kind of lean and get skinny or whatever. And now he's on the other side with a first down. So they've got a lot of talent. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's something with their offense. The Dinkin Duck, it, it can't. It's not going to do it, you know, most of the time. And then they also had some questionable. There were some times where you and I were in the in the press box, and we we're just like, what are you doing that for? <laughs> they call it he's right. What is this? Yeah. Um, but I, I think I think the defense's basic problem was this. They had a hard time finding the ball. It, like Florida was oh. the, the motion, the, oh, face, the motion, the eye candy. The, the, 
They, I mean, they just flat out got out schemed in the second half. Like Billy Napier and his offense did some things that Missouri just didn't have an answer for. It seemed like they had never seen it. And, and Drink mentioned it uh, during media day earlier this week saying, like, you know, they do a lot of this. I don't even think when coaches say that, like, Drink will tell us every week that an 0 and 11 team, like, they're better than the record. They do this and that, blah, blah, blah. This time I get it. Like I can kind of, I kind of see what he means as far as like they shouldn't be where they are. Um, it, this looked like an offense in a way that they hadn't seen before. As like sometimes when it came to some of the motions and stuff. Like I forgot what play it was uh, exactly, but I remember I think it was like maybe eleven personnel or something like that. The tight end goes in motion right behind the quarterback, and he looks like he's gonna just like block or whatever. Next thing you know, he's not blocking. He catches the ball zooming up the up the field for a big game. It was things like that where it's just like all over the field. Uh, they really couldn't they didn't have an answer for it. They look confused, basically. Yeah. And and so you combine those two things with with a team that probably was a little bit emotionally spent from the last two weeks. You know, I, I think you get what you get, but they managed to win. Um, yep. you know, um I I also think for for about three quarters, I don't think the passing game was very good last night. Is that fair? No, that no. We was I remember when they uh, when Ben said his Brady stat line, and I was like, sure. Don't sound like his stat line to be honest. Um, then he had that final drive, which man, that's that was it, it, like that erases a lot, right? No, that's, no, it, that's it does. like that's like where you're the first eighty percent of the test went real bad. But not real bad, but, but like you were going to get like a C. And then then they gave you the essay and it was like, oh, yeah, this this one, this uh, one. Yeah, that's it, what, that's it, what it, we're it's like being for. on final jeopardy in the category sports trivia, you know. Oh, OK, yeah. now I'm here. Now I make yeah, it all yeah. up. I'm going to bet it all. Yeah, because Brady Cook's day was kind of it was confusing. Um, there was a lot of times where he was throwing deep shots where we were just saying like, what do you see there or or what what's the point of you know throwing this pass on this down in this distance or whatever it just wasn't it didn't make sense sometimes it looked a little bit like a the Georgia game we just throwing jump balls up just to see wide receivers aren't getting no separation so that didn't help but they kind of cleared it up in the final quarter so I guess that's what matters yeah I I do think there were times in the first couple quarters and and like I got the stress guys they won the game. It was a hell of an effort. We have given them, you know, a lot of praise over the last 24 hours. This is not about taking any of that away. This is about looking at some things that hey, there's some questions and, and can it cost them going forward? Um, but the, the one concern I have is sometimes it just seems predetermined. I'm going to throw the ball. Yeah. Like there was Absolutely. one of Marquise Johnson that we like, I almost couldn't see Marquise Johnson because he was between the two defenders. I almost didn't know where he was. Like that, the only way that possibly works is if you get a pass interference flag. Yeah, and I guess that that's why I feel like Marquise is looking for that. They kind of tangled. It looked like a genuine. They tangled up running together more so than maybe, you know, there's a little play trying to see if they can flop or something, or maybe if one of the dudes is sneakily trips here or something like that. Like they got tangled up. And even then Brady still overshot. Even Marquise, I don't think would have got that, got that pass. It seemed like that was overshot. There was another one to Luther Burton. Mm -hmm. Same kind of deal where it was overshot. And then um the the third down before the fourth and 17, I feel like was to Mookie Cooper down the right sideline and he overshot him. Um thinking trying to look for a pass interference, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but overall, hey, hey, they overcame it, and that's good. I uh, want to get to some of the questions. Uh, Bam's asking more popular in Columbia, Cody Schrader, Sophie Cunningham. I mean, it's Sophie Cunningham, but currently it's Cody Schrader. You know, um, that's kind of a – Sophie lived here for like 20 years. So that, that's that's a little bit of a, a of an unequal question, but appreciate the, uh, appreciate the super chat and the question, Sam. Uh, so I'm going to go back through. Some of these comments, uh, if I can, um, Kyle is asking, when is the last time both basketball and football teams were legitimately good in the same season? I mean, basketball made the NCAA tournament and football might go to a New Year's Six Bowl in the same calendar year. So, look, is basketball going to make the NCAA tournament right this year? I, As of today, I certainly wouldn't bet on it, no. Um, so if you want to say in the same school year i don't know I'd, I'd have to think about it it's it's probably been a minute but uh you know like literally the last basketball season ended in the second round of the tournament with 25 wins and this football season is is going to go to a new year six bowl so so i i would say it's been a pretty good run of eight or nine months and again like missouri lost a basketball game today and that sucked but i just guys i just can't do the I just can't do the. See, I told you so. It was time to go back to everything. They lost the damn basketball game. Like, I, I can't do it, man. I, I can't do the. We got mazooed and everything sucks again. And if that's what, if that's where we're going, I'm out. Honestly, I, I, I'm done with it. With it. Um, let's see. Gabe, uh, well, Gabe, Gabe, we got to coach them up. See, usually when your team loses a game, they shouldn't. To me, I just like to think in my head that means they'll win a game that I thought maybe they would. Well, I think I think the problem is basketball won the game. I thought they wouldn't on Thursday night when they came back from a twenty point deficit against a bad well, team. Well, people were saying Minnesota wasn't that good from what I heard. So were they? I no, guess they I were technically supposed to win that. They were supposed to win that game. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so maybe good. down the line, there's a a game where you just like mm, I don't know, and they pull it out. Yeah, look, Dennis Gates has pulled some rabbits out of hats, but he, he's got work to do with this team. There's no question. Uh, Jeff is saying Makai Miller's looking healthy and, and clutch. Yeah, yep. he's, he's, he's come on the last two or three weeks, been a much bigger part of the passing game. Yeah, I think the – so last week he had – it was either two receptions for 35 or it was three receptions for 35. I'm, I'm going to say two for 35. This week was two for 24. Um, big third down, and then he had that play to – um, was that third down the one to get them in field goal range, or maybe that was just its own? No, it was its own third yeah, down, and then the it, next it, one was it, a. It was the pass to the twenty-nine yard line, and then the next pass was down to Mookie. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, he had two plays on that final drive. He had a, the first third oh, down. Okay. It was third and eight. Um, and this is before Luther got his, and then he okay. had that play right before Mookie. So uh, two big plays. This is kind of why Drink said, you know, in the middle of the season, like, this is a guy we need on third downs because the way he runs his routes on those particular downs are just he knows how to find separation in space, which, again, is something they kind of struggle with at, uh, with at times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason wants to know, does Tyron Hopper play again this year? What do you think? Thanks. Oh, this year. I was going to say um, next year. I thought he was. Is he done next year? Yeah. Uh, yes. He could come back, but. I, no, okay. Um, does he play Does he play this year? I'd say yes. Um, I'd, I'll ask Drake, you know, tomorrow, like, I guess how how bad is that sprain? Well, um, yeah, I'll tell you. Well, he, he couldn't. He tried to go on Saturday. He couldn't. 
he's getting better. We're gonna we're we're gonna watch it. He'll be questionable. Oh, I know it's gonna be questionable. I just wanna I just yeah. wanna see if he's gonna if he's gonna say anything. I also think it's a little bit different if they're going to the Gasparilla Bowl or they're trying to get in. Right. You know, but you you know, New York Six Bowl, you know, chance to get seen one more time in a big game. I can see why someone wants to come back to play that. So I think I think he would I think he'd probably be healthy and would play a, a, a big bowl game. And plus, that would be a month down the line. So he'd really be, I feel like he'd be really rested up for that. So. Yeah, I don't think he probably plays this week, if I had to guess. But that is a yeah. complete yes. I have no information on that. Yeah. Uh, Sam says, I had the same opinion prior to Saturday's game that Florida was a trap game and will blow the doors off Arkansas. So with we talked a little bit last night. I kind of felt like Missouri might have gotten its trap game out of the way. And I expect to see a better effort on Friday against Arkansas. What do you think? I think so. I mean, like Drink said, like coming off of Georgia, then Tennessee, and senior day a little bit, a lot of motion. Um, but it's something about getting punched in the mouth a little bit, especially by somebody you didn't think could really fight you. It kind of makes you think, like, all right, hold on, let's let's kind of reset and make sure we we don't lose here. And they didn't. But now when you face a team that's worse than them you're, you're definitely like all right now definitely not you and especially because the uh battle line trophy will be on the line as well it's another incentive they're gonna play for i doubt he's gonna say anything about the bulls it's just gonna be we want the trophy again and all that stuff so i think they'll have i think it'll be better this week yeah i think they'll play better i, th- I think they got a little bit of a wake-up call last night but look florida has some florida has some dudes uh that was that was a little bit about florida um, do you think it was Hopper's skill, experience, or leadership that was missed? No, it was it was his ability as a linebacker that was missed. I think I think they just I well, like they just weren't as good at that position. It was his speed and his. I think it's all three. Ability. I think it's all three. Considering they didn't have Chad Bailey out there either, so that's two team captains at one position that's not there. His experience and skill, and again, I'm gonna keep saying it. It's kind of bad when. The SEC leader and SEC leader and missed tackles. You're like, dang, wish I had him. And that's not the yeah. yeah uh, that's not to say anything. Like that's just something he struggles with. Tyron's still a really good player, but you need him, and he doesn't do well at what y'all struggling at. It's kind of not like great. Yeah, uh, Jared wants to know if you care to give thoughts on the refs. I mean, there was a couple calls where it's just like, and eh, but the SEC refs this year have been bad. I feel like they've been worse in other games. Georgia game was crazy. Vanderbilt game was kind of like, uh, but that's a couple. I wasn't like, oh my, like, I to me. I thought there was the defensive holding on Chris Abrams' train, I thought was really bad. Yeah, that was one. And there, there was a yeah, race call one, maybe. There should have been a pass interference call on a deep ball to Luther that wasn't called. It wasn't called? It, it was deep down the sideline, and they didn't call it. It was the very next series, and they didn't call it. Oh, I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Those were the two that stuck out to me. But, but look, I, I'll be honest, guys. I, I just, like, if you go into a game looking for calls that explain, you know, if you go into a game trying to pick out a call that's going to change the game, you'll find it. Like they miss calls. Oh, they, they miss, absolutely. They There's a penalty on every play. Yeah, and so if you like, you can convince yourself, hey, that that hold they didn't call in the second quarter really changed the game. I mean, really, it probably did. Sometimes it does, but 
Probably it didn't. Um, and, and again, every now and then officials change the outcome of a game. Um, but but I just, here's why we never talk about, why we rarely talk about refs. Because sometimes you have to. Like the Kentucky game last year, you can't avoid it. Right? You've got to talk about it. But the reason we mostly avoid it is because I promise you, every team that loses, their fans think it's the officiating. Auburn lost 31-10 to New Mexico State yesterday. And the first comment I saw when I went on our Auburn board is that the refs had clearly rigged the game in the first half. Like that's, it's, it is what, it's the go-to and it's not Missouri. It's just fans. You, you view the game so emotionally that that is the target. And like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be high and mighty or anything like that. But it's why I choose not to talk about it unless there's just no other choice, because you can always find a call that was wrong. And, and we always notice the ones that like go against the team we want to win. We don't really talk about the holds they didn't call on our team, you know, so that, that's just my why I avoid it. Yeah, Um I need. Yeah. I, if y'all are going to complain about the ones that don't go against Missouri. I need y'all to be like, ah. All right, Tyron got away with a little holding, or you know, it was an OPR, something like that. Um, I don't know. I'm all gay. We, we talk about this all the time. Like when we're when we're talking about Chiefs games, we'll say if there's like, all right, got away with one. <laughs> they got yeah. away. It's something about accountability that just kind of it is what it is. Well, and I just think look, officials are generally not all that good. Like they miss a lot of calls. Right. You know, but I, I really think it's fairly rare. Like, I don't think, I don't think it can be argued that they changed the outcome of the game last night. And I know his question was, you know, that was probably more geared toward what well, Missouri should have won by 21 if it wasn't for calls. I don't, I don't really think that either. To right. be quite honest with you. Um, okay. Uh, I believe last night was the best win in drinks career, not the prettiest or best on paper, but it took guts and tested game management thoughts. Um, best win of his career was Tennessee to me still because he dominated a top 15 that they, people thought they were going to lose to up until the game. Probably when it was 7-3 Tennessee, they still thought they were going to lose the game and he destroyed them from that point on. So it's Tennessee. I will say this is one of his better games because we've seen them with the ball in their hands on the final drive and it goes to poop. Just nothing works. It looks bad. And they had a couple miss, you know, faults on, on that final drive, but they found ways to battle back and and win the game. So it was one of the top ones, but not the best. Yeah. Um, does total season yardage include bowl games, and can Cody break Beatty's record? It, bowl games are included in the record now, which is why some of us who were around for 1998, I don't think Devin West still has the actual school record because he had a, a really nice bowl game and. And actually ran for uh, I don't know 170 or something like that, top 1700 for the for the season. But anyway, yes, it counts. Cody Schrader is currently 333 yards from breaking the record, so he would have to average 166.5 in the last two games. Like it's possible. I don't know said, if it'll do it, but it's possible. You said how many yards? Uh, he needs 333 yards over the last two games to break the record. Yeah, and, and I promise you, if they get close in the bowl game, Eli will hand him the ball twenty-seven times in a row if he has to. Yeah, let's see if Cody fakes the injury because he's a team guy. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Have to do it. 
But yeah, I mean, he has a chance. Um, you know, he has a chance. Uh, who wins SEC Coach of the Year? It's I don't I don't know. I to be honest, I can definitely still see Drake being third in this in this. I think Saban and uh, Kirby. I, I and here's now here's the thing about the Kirby thing though. I feel like it's one of those things where like if he gets enough attention, like people know he's due. Like you can't eventually, you know how sometimes people just they may get Grammys and they may get awards because like they've been killing it for years and everybody knows, but yeah, there's nobody him. else, so we give him the career achievement award. Basically, and then Saban, I mean if they're eleven and or wait, what is the record? 11, ten and one? Well, they're ten and one, got an offer yeah. left. Yeah, so they're ten and one, and if they win that game and when is the award ceremony actually? Because I don't know how how many games they'll give out the awards after the regular season, but before the SEC title. Okay, he may be able to get one just because of some of their struggles, and you know Alabama's plastered on anything that says SEC. So, yeah, but I think Drake I, should. I think he 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 has a really good case, and he should win it. But I don't know if he does. I think it comes down to Drinkwitz and Saban. Um, I think if they win on Friday, Drink will win it. But I really wouldn't have a problem with Saban if they go 11-1. I, I mean, I, I I said after like week three, if he gets this team to the SEC title game, it might be his best coaching job. So I wouldn't have a huge problem with Saban. But, but yeah, I would if I had a vote, I would probably vote for him. Sure. Uh, is Pittman staying at Arkansas? Yeah, the athletic director released a, a statement this morning. He's staying. So, you know, so Arkansas doesn't have a bowl game to play for, and they can't say like hey let's play for the coach that's leaving or let's play for the interim guy so we'll see but yeah he's uh he's come back for another year who's the most improved player this season in your opinion uh brady cook yeah i, I think it looks let's take brady cook out of it because oh. that's the easy <laughs> answer. Where, where else would you go um i, I think about connor tollison Oh yeah, that that's a good yeah. one. Um, I don't want to say Cody Shredder because it just feels like Cody's to me. His has been yeah. linear. Like you can feel like it, you can kind of see where it was going. Um, I was thinking maybe someone like a Mookie Cooper. Mookie Cooper's in the conversation. What about this one? What about Josh Landry? Josh Landry, yeah, he's probably top two. He's he's, he's had a really good year. That he's we've noticed him a lot this year. He, yeah, I, I don't know. If, the defensive tackle rotations are so they're not weird, but because they all basically play the same amount of snaps, it doesn't really matter if he starts, but I feel like he he definitely earned a few starts in the middle of the season, I feel like, and probably still probably still is, but he's definitely been like big time guy. And last year I think he was like fifth on, on the depth chart or third. Yeah, like I think that's was, right. He was the fifth defensive tackle. Yeah. So for him to go from there to up here, and this hasn't been something that just kind of happened during the games. Drake, uh, Drake was talking about this in fall camp, how he looked like the best defensive lineman at times. So, yeah, Josh Landry is yeah. pretty good. All right, we're going to take a couple more and, and kind of wrap things up. Uh, not sure if this defense can stop a passing team if we pair up with the Pac-12 team in a New Year's Six Bowl. Might prefer to have an Iowa or a Penn State for more of a run attack. Thoughts? Well, look, if, if your goal is just when you want to play somebody you can beat in the bowl game, then, yeah, probably you'd want to go to the Citrus Bowl and play Iowa because I think you'll win that game. My goal when I 
look at a bowl game is I want a new matchup that I don't see a lot. And I want a team that there's upside to beating. Like if you go beat Iowa, people are just going to say, cool, so you beat a team that scores six points a game. That's fine. But if you go beat Washington or even Penn State or, you know, Florida State falls out of the, the playoff or something, like you actually, you get something out of that. There's a benefit to it. And if you go to the Fiesta Bowl and Washington or Oregon beats you, so be it. Like I'm there for the I'm there for the matchup and the big time game. My goal in a bowl game is never I want to play somebody that I that it's a guaranteed victory. Guaranteed victories bore the hell out of me. I I want an interesting game. I, I get that. I will say though, a Penn State versus a Penn State game, like versus Penn State, that's not the same as versus Iowa. Like I would I can live with that match. No, I agree with that. Yeah. That's a pretty decent match. I will say, though, as far as facing uh, Washington or Oregon, this is actually a thought I had yesterday. Um, I feel like you said either a wrestling or you said something like Missouri, Washington, Fiesta Bowl. Maybe you said that in a press box or something. Yeah, that was just but, kind of my guess last week. And I was just thinking, like, mm, that passing attack, it's much – their passing attacks uh, over there in the northwest is a lot different than in the southeast. Oh, yeah. That would be a problem for sure. Uh, and and I think Missouri has the best cornerback duo in the country, but there's a lot there's a lot of other players on the field who have to play you know pass coverage yeah. that you can't you know bank on to be as good as them. So it, it would be tough. And Michael Penix is like he's the real deal, and he's got some receivers. And Bo Nix is having a hell of a year. Like it would be fun. Yeah. Like that that would be, those teams would score. There's no question. Missouri they would put win that points. game ten seven. You know, so I think it'd be I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, all right, let's finish with this one. Ryan wants to know um, why didn't Drink go for two on the last two touchdowns? So let me go back to the yeah. box real quick. Yeah, I'm trying to think what it. I think they were up. So touchdown. Tell me the situation. So they had a touchdown in the third quarter. Um, I think there's, there's 8.53 left. So how many points is that? So Put them up five, I think, right? Put them up like. Yeah, because I remember we was having this conversation in the press box, and then in the fourth, early in the fourth quarter, they had a touchdown. That was Theo Weiss's, uh 77-yard touchdown. So what um, was the score after that, 30 to tw- or 29-21 or something like that? I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, so it was, what, 28-30 or 20 20- – it would have been well because I think that's when they took the oh that was thirty to twenty nine thirty to or thirty to twenty one I mean 30 right so it, so on the first one the reason they didn't go for two in my opinion is you don't go chasing points with eight fifty three left in the third quarter like right he knows there's going to be more scores and if you go for two and don't get it like there's just as good a chance down the road that like I all of a sudden you. yeah you find yourself that hey if you just would have kicked the extra point you'd be tied but you went for two and now you're behind or something like that. Right. And the reason he didn't go for two on the Weiss touchdown is real simple. At 29-21, you kick the extra point and make it a two-possession game. Because if you go yeah. for two and don't get it, they can tie you with the touch. It's a two-possession game. So I think he 100% made the right call on both of them. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I definitely agree with the third quarter one. There's no need to chase points. Um, sometimes I feel like we get away, uh, you know, thinking this is Madden too much in real life. Right. Just go for two every time. We don't. Don't need to chase points uh, if, if that was me. And then the last one, kind of, yeah, you don't. I mean, you got to make it a two-possession game. Yeah, and going for two then, um, what is that? So that It would have made it a 10, 10 instead of 9. But 
but at that point, also, Drink told us in the post game, like, I thought the game was kind of done. I thought we was, yeah, we was cool. So I didn't think I needed right. to do stuff like that, is what he was right. basically saying. Yeah, but but yeah, also you make it a two-score game anytime you can. So um, all right, T Rise, appreciate the super chat, man. And uh, and thanks for hanging out, guys. Uh, we had we had 500 people on at midnight last night. Got up over 100 here tonight. Um, okay, moved it up a day because this game is or this week is is just a little bit compacted. Again, Drew is over at basketball. He's got your coverage on the site. Um, I know that I am. Uh, I'm, I'm, people are very angry at me that I have previously said Dennis Gates is a good coach um, and expressed faith that he is still a good coach. So, um, you know, that's all right. It was a bad night for him. Uh, but appreciate you guys hanging out. Want you to uh, want to remind you again. This is always brought to you by James Carlton, our friend at State Farm Insurance in Webster Groves. I'll be on the radio with James tomorrow morning and uh, on Tim McKernan's show. But you can check out his website at CarltonInsurance.net. You can get a hold of him at three one four nine six one forty eight hundred. He's on Facebook as well at Carlton Insurance. So get in touch with James. See what you can, what he can do for you, insurance wise. What you can do for him, helping out Mizzou NIL. You get a quote. Uh, he's going to uh, to make some contributions to that for you. Uh, you guys probably feel like they need some basketball players, so maybe it'll, it, it would help out there. Um, hit the like button, subscribe, share, do all those things. Brian, appreciate the super chat on the way out the door, man. Thank you, Thank guys. You. We will uh, we'll be back. Like I think we're going to have an Arkansas preview show Wednesday, and then we're going to do our best to take Thursday. So any uh, anything mm -hmm. else? I miss anything, Jarrell? No, I think we expect to, again, everything's going to be moved up a day is what our expectation is. So all the stuff that's Tuesday, um, we're going to do it tomorrow. And then Media day tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, there may be a little switch in, as far as how I do my articles this week, you know, uh, four down territory, maybe later in the Stay week. Around. But, but yeah. you'll get everything. It's just a little bit mixed up this week. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. Like, subscribe, comment. Tell us we're awesome. Appreciate it.